White Cloud feeds to the right, back in front, White Cloud scores! White Cloud bearing down on the goal, straight down the middle, went to the outside right for Stone. Stone tapped it right back to White Cloud. The righty rips it home. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Michael, nine seconds through the left circle. Number nine closing in. He scores! It's an overtime winner. Jack Eichel, two to one Golden Knights with six seconds to go. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Here we go. There's a big controversy happening during the commercial break between <laughs> hours number one and two. And, <laughs> and I'm just going to give people three guesses who's right. In a debate between Chapman and I, do you do you want to get in on this right now, Wallace? Uh, do I want to get in on this? On right who is right no, between I, I, Chapman and I? I was right. Sure. Okay, that's how sure. it goes. I was right. Sure. Because we were talking about uh, AFC Bournemouth. Uh, they are uh-huh. the new uh, soccer team that's uh, under the uh, ownership of Bill Foley and Bill Foley is over in uh, the UK right now and uh, and watching a couple of games and uh, taking in uh, a lot of the media responsibilities that go with with a major transaction uh, like this. So Chapman and I are talking about Bournemouth and uh, the Cherries and different things uh, uh, to do with the the city. And it's just an awesome, awesome town city uh, on the south uh, south coast of the uh, the UK. And Chapman goes, yeah, it's, it's great. It's like only an hour from, from London by train. I'm like, a couple mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's like, well, an hour and a half. I'm like, a <laughs> couple hours. So then he goes, I, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. It's two hours between Bournemouth and Heathrow. I said, isn't yeah. that exactly what I stated at the start? It is. It yep. is. Yep, you were, you were right. Again. Uh, as, as much as... Again, as much as it pains me to say this, you, Darren Millard, were right. Because I did the exact same search and research uh, when it was announced that Bill Foley was acquiring AFC Bournemouth. So it was still fresh in my mind. Now he's trying to come up with something else no. that he can trump me with. No, uh, no there's or, nothing. He's, no. Or he's going to call John Shannon and complain to John that, that Darren's, <laughs> being, don't, don't do Darren, that. Darren's being mean to me again. I don't even have again. his number saved. Uh, he's got to save the number yeah. first, uh, Darren. Come on. <laughs> uh, Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Anaheim Ducks Last night in a shootout, uh, they come back after the two-game road trip to California with one point. Uh, although they played really well in both games, I know I'm the sunny side of things, but I thought they deserved more out of Los Angeles. Here's what I think. I would have accepted one point out of Los Angeles. They deserve something out of that game. You don't always get what you want. Trust me on that. I can speak from firsthand experience. And... Mm-hmm. The second game, there's no way they deserve not to leave with two points. So, uh, under my thinking, three out of four would have been good. They only get one. Let's do some game ratings. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Chapman, uh, do you want to do both as one collection, or do you want to do the L.A. game uh, individually and then the other game, uh, the Anaheim game? 
Did we not do the LA? I know, game? but I was. I'm, I'm. I'm sort of looking at this as a big trip, and I don't know whether, uh, I, in my way of thinking, it's sort of like because they were back to back. Yeah, I have trouble separating the two. Well, so think, I'm giving I, you an option. I here. think me and Ryan both went with Trans Am yesterday, and you went with something worse because of the injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you don't get you don't get a do over. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go with with uh, Trans Am last night as well. Um, I think they they played really well, and I think considering some of the younger guys in the lineup, I I, I saw some some growth from from guys like Rombierg and Dorofeev. They looked a lot more comfortable. Um, and look, let's be honest, it was probably the best game John Gibson has ever played against the Golden Knights, and that's the only reason why the Golden Knights did not win that game. Sometimes you just got to give credit where it's due, and John Gibson was the best player on the ice last night, and that's why the Ducks were able to get the win. Um, I thought the Golden Knights were certainly the far superior team, especially after the goalie switch. Um, so, you know, it would have been nice to get the win, but I think four out of five is, is probably uh, pretty good. Four out of five in the rating uh, with yes. a Trans Am uh, nod for last night's shootout defeat against the Anaheim Ducks. Wallace, where are you on this? Yeah, I... <sighs> Last night was an interesting one for me because you, you, you fall behind the eight ball so early on in the game. Uh, Bruce Cassidy goes to pull his goaltender for the first time this year. Obviously, you, you, you look at it, and it's not an ideal start for the Golden Knights. But then you, you look at the final stat lines, it's 51 shots on goal. John Gibson made uh, a number of really good saves, pa- robbing Pavel Dorofiev, um on the power play early on in the game. Like There were certainly looks, certainly opportunities, certainly chances for the Golden Knights. Uh, but you go 0 for 5 on the power play, and that to me is really where this game could have been won or lost for the Golden Knights and won in, in this regard. Their power play has been so good throughout the month of December, but you go 0 for 5 in a game where you only score two goals, um, it, it's going to leave a, a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. While they played well and while they were the better team, and they did you score a special a to- teams goal. They did. They scored a shorthanded goal. Yeah. Like, sure, but you have five power play opportunities. If you deserved more in that game, you've got to have your special teams power play specifically come through for you in that regard. So, all that being said, I'm not going four out of five. I'm going with uh, with a Humvee three out of five. I, I, I power play. If it, that to me was the the difference between a four out of five and a three out of five. Yeah, the the power play. I understand people looking at that, but uh, on the flip side, because special teams are lumped together, and you score a shorty. But it's not just that you score a shorty, but you kill off that penalty in overtime. And Braden McNabb mm-hmm. was a beast. Sure, I think Braden McNabb is playing the best <clears throat> hockey of his career. This year, I'd agree. the The last big road trip, the four gamer uh, through Pittsburgh and Columbus uh, and Detroit, uh, uh, like that's some of the best hockey that I've seen him play night to night, and he has not wobbled on that one bit. So, just a big shout out and congratulations and stick tap acknowledgement of the play of Braden McNabb. So, uh, I understand on the power play side, didn't score. You had a five on three, you didn't score. Uh, that that's going to cost you. But you're you're penalty kill was perfect and you killed off a four on three disadvantage in overtime so i'm given i'm just going to wash it you you got the shorty uh that gives you a special teams goal i'll i'll call that uh that a wash where uh the golden knights uh put themselves in a bad position was simply falling behind by two and the goalies pulled absolutely the the right time to do it 
too. Uh, people will often go into an intermission and say, would you make a goalie change? Uh, I don't mind in intermission goalie changes, but in the first period, when you're 10 minutes in, 12 minutes in, uh, to, to make, and you're down to nothing, Pull that uh, that uh, cord and and make that change. And I loved doing it. One, uh, Thompson had. There's less time between warm up when Thompson's done something. Uh, number two, uh, you're you're up playing them badly, and you're down to nothing. The the first goal, strangely, I had more of an issue with that one than I did the second one when Adam Henrique uh, st- stepped into it like he was in the NHL hardest shot competition from the top of the circles. Uh, the, the first one was a sharp angle shot, which they give up all day long. That's their go-to. Uh, they give that opportunity to the opposition. And it slipped through. It got through the other side. Henrique was able to get over and, and stuff it in. That's the one that, quite frankly, can't go in or end up in a goal. The other play was a, a turnover in the neutral ice. The defense had to back off, and he was able to to hammer it home. Sure, you'd like him to to get a piece of it. Uh, there's a partial screen. Uh, it it shouldn't go in, but those do go in every now and then. And it was a hard, full on clapper like that. That's just a, a shot that ended up beating him. But on the heels of the first one. Like I think the first one is what got to Cassidy, and uh, and maybe not uh, a sign that uh, that Hill wasn't ready. And there's those nights where you're just not feeling, not into it. And I'll go to the other end. Two of the first five shots on John Gibson last night resulted in the Anaheim goaltender looking behind him. And I, at that point, because I had nobody to talk to uh, in the in the television play-by-play booth because Dave and Shane were doing their thing on, on the air. And JR, the floor director, he was out in the hallway because there was no room for him in the uh, room. And Gary was doing this stuff with, with Dan Duva. I said to myself, I said, this might be one of those big nights for Vegas because Gibson had was obviously showing some kind of not in any come off four games, uh, not playing. Uh, so, uh, he, he managed to turn that around. Hill didn't get a chance to turn it around. Uh, he wasn't going to be, uh, in the, in the opportunity to get into any type of groove because he was never, never going to face uh, a lot of shots. I like what they did, uh, and, and making that change and being able to get back into it the way they did with the shorty. Again, you don't catch Mark Stone on a breakaway and people are starting mm-hmm. to catch on to this. He separated himself from Kevin Shattenkirk last night. Yeah. It yeah. was not a great back check. <laughs> I, I will acknowledge that. But uh, still, there was an uh, increase in the separation between the two. And then I was really happy for Ben Hutton to, to, to put what, uh, what he did up on the board with the uh, seven shots and plus player. I uh, got a point out of it going back in the lineup. Uh, long conversation with him yesterday. And we remember we, we ran through what would be his good night. What would be a good night for him? Mm-hmm. And he said 16 minutes, mm-hmm. be a plus player, uh, two points in the standings, and uh, and uh, be uh, like uh, just feeling good about himself. And he was a plus player. He had a point, uh, a goal, uh, his uh, first of the year, and didn't get to his 16 minutes. But I but I thought that was something that uh, that he could really build on. Still, I, I'm I'm like the Buffalo game, and they've been goalied a couple of times. I can put the Phoenix Copley 
game the other night where they got out goaltended in in that game. Uh, so mm-hmm. the Buffalo uh, Usa Usa Pekalukunen, uh, the uh, Phoenix Copley, and the John Gibson, where the they've run into some hot goalies, and if it's not really hot goalies, it's also missing some key players out of your lineup, and at some point that's going to have an impact on your game. And I think it had an impact on being able to finish in Los Angeles and in Anaheim last night, not being able to find that extra goal. Do you want to be able to? Do you ask your players to bear down? Of course. But the reality is you're missing a lot of talent that that is expected to be able to convert on those plays. If they have Eichel, Cotter, Marcheseau, Theodore, Howden, uh, Whitecloud, uh, Martinez, all in the lineup last night, there's no excuse for John Gibson to make 51 or face 51 shots and beat you. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's, yeah. there's no reason that that should happen. When you're missing seven regulars, I could see it happening. When you're playing the LA Kings uh, at home, like that was uh, where the goaltender made one extra save. Uh, Logan Thompson played good in it. Uh, the other guy made one extra save. That was the difference. And uh, they just have to get to a point where, one, they're healthy, or two, you do to them what's happening to Vegas right now in getting a couple of goalie wins. My yeah. rating my now, rating is a Trans Am. After okay. all that. After all that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, I your point's well taken on special teams, but I'm not lumping special teams together in this regard. I'm speaking specifically about the power play. And to your point about missing players like Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcheseau, Paul Cotter, Shea Theodore, missing those players out of your lineup that can score for you, not just on special teams, but at five on five, when that offense isn't there for you, that's when you need your power play to get you another goal. Like, it's been a struggle for the Golden Knights. But you're Knights missing, to get you're missing half your power play. I know, but you've been missing half your power play for the for the month of December, and you're still yeah. cl- clicking at forty percent. And like, what, what, what did everybody say? That that's not maintainable. It's not maintainable, but you, you you still have an opportunity over five power plays against a team that is not a very good penalty killing team to impact the game. Like I, I I don't have an issue with how the Golden Knights played five on five, but when you put when you go zero for five on the power play and you lose a game because you couldn't find one more goal, you have to look at that as part of an issue. And and I get that they're missing talent. I do. I understand that. But you had a you had a chance for your power play to win you a game when y- you didn't get saves early on, and that to me was a missed opportunity. Hey, use the word issue there. I don't think it's an issue. With the power play, like it's it's been so great that it, I didn't it was, say it was, it was an a, issue. No, but you said use the word issue in there. And in what in what context? What did I say was an issue uh, about the power play not coming through? Uh, was an issue. It, it was an issue in that game. Yeah, I just you can't expect your power play to to score every game. They they needed to convert a couple of uh, chances uh, five on five, and and it's it's a game in which John Gibson got a little payback. I mean. 
Vegas had won 21 of 25 head-to-head against the Anaheim Ducks over the course of the franchise's history. And John Gibson was in goal for a lot of those 21 losses for the Anaheim Ducks. So uh, for him to to enjoy a bit of a moment in the sun uh, was uh, was probably well-earned on on his part. I just don't... I don't know whether he can survive this because it they they average thirty eight shots against, which is just right there uh, on the edge of the most all time. The only mm-hmm. team that that ever surrendered more shots per game is the seventy five Washington Capitals, who lost thirty seven road games in a row. Uh, they won eight games. That Washington Capital team historically bad. The Washington Capitals. When you're facing 38 shots a game and you're already a guy that's having, in the last couple of years, trouble staying in the lineup, uh, I, I I question and feel a, a certain amount of concern for for John Gibson and his and his future because they don't have a lot of guys that can score. They're not like the Buffalo Sabers where they give up chances and they'll uh, turn around and answer back with a couple of goals. Uh, they they do have trouble scoring goals beyond that Zegras Terry Henrique uh, unit. Yeah, I I think for John Gibson, he's got to make a determination as to whether or not he wants to stay an Anaheim Duck or wants to go to a team that could probably win hockey games. I I don't see it turning around anytime soon. Like even if you end up getting Connor Bedard, like maybe it expedites things a little bit. But oh, for John, if, if Gibson, they get Connor Bedard. With Zegras and Terry and uh, some of that group, and they got a couple of good defensemen coming. Uh, that's yeah. a that's a team that scares the bejeepers out of me. That's a team that can score and is going to need to figure out how to win. That, no, that's the difference. They don't right? play like any you, defense. You talk about well, sure, sure. So like you're 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 scared about the ability to put the puck in the back of the net, but at the same time. If you've got John Gibson still in a system where he's facing 38 shots a game, though I'd make the argument that if you're if you're you know not defending and you're wide open even more so than Anaheim would be, uh, then all of a sudden the, the the dangerous looks go up even more. I, I think for John Gibson, a, a, a clean slate somewhere new makes the most sense when it comes to uh, his career. But he he's he's an Anaheim Duck and. He knows what it means to be an Anaheim Duck right now. It means facing a lot of shots and having to steal wins, uh, as he's done pretty much the this this year. Anytime Anaheim's won a game, it's been because John Gibson more or less has been great. Where are you on the VGK goaltending? Um, I, I think Logan played really well in relief. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where he's been so so good in the shootouts, but you're going up against in my opinion the the best shootout specialist in the league in Trevor Zegris like and then you 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 know you look at who's not in the lineup for the Golden Knights you got you, no Jack Eichel no Paul Cotter no John of the Marshes no Shea Theodore uh, those are your your really your one through four up first uh shooters in the shootout so um it, it sucked to lose in that spot but I thought Logan was fine Aiden Hill seemed off certainly didn't look as sharp as you'd like him to be and I, I think, you know, for, for the Golden Knights, kind of getting those two guys playing at, at a level where they are consistently a, a save or two better than the guy on the other end, that's what it's going to take over the next couple of games before you maybe get a little bit healthier. They defended well enough in these two games 
mm-hmm. that they should have walked out of there with three points. Three out of four. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, I agree. The, the goaltending has to be better, uh, or you have to come up with one more save. That is the reality of playing goal in the National Hockey League, is being able to come up with that one extra save. It was a constant at the start of the year. You've hit a bit of a blip in this situation, and you're nowhere near as good when it comes to fielding uh, the talent right now compared to at the start of the year. Sure, that's going to make a difference. But you defended well enough to get through this with more points gained than left on the table. January is going to be an interesting month because the schedule drops off for Vegas from a pace standpoint. And that means that Sean Burke is going to be able to really dial in some work with both Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. He is a goalie whisperer. And he can can work with the goaltenders to a certain extent, but there's so much hockey that's being played that you can't do goalie sessions every day. Mm-hmm. You're you're lucky if you get a goalie session in a week through November and December. Right. January, that flips the other way. Plenty of time for one on one work between Sean and Logan. And Aiden, that's when I think we'll see a return to the type of performance, the level of the performance. Because uh, Logan Thompson, if if this is a wall in, in his play in, in the last little bit, I, I'm not surprised by it. If you want to categorize it that, he's never played this much uh, before, and certainly with the pressure of the National Hockey League on his shoulders, uh, I was I was fully expecting. I expected it sooner than this. To be quite honest, Aiden has to get his game uh, back to where it was in the early going. January is going to decide that, but uh, I'm looking forward to, I think that will be the switch in it, mm-hmm. is is Sean Burke being able to really get into a, a situation where he can start uh, rebuilding their games to uh, a more consistent performance instead of survival because right now mm-hmm. both guys as much hockey as they're playing and and uh, games that uh, that they're they're going with it's it's a survival mode right now for the net miners yeah and you know kind of to your point i think that you're you should be encouraged by how the golden knights are defending recently right this has been a team that has has really kind of dialed things in in front of their goaltenders and and hasn't given up very much, especially when you look at uh, the last two games in Los Angeles and then also in Anaheim last night. So, um, you know, goaltending is is where a lot of games um, is, is essentially won and lost. So uh, I do want to ask you, because it was brought up to me last night, and I think you know, recency bias and, and understanding where Loren Brossois is in, in kind of getting through some AHL starts, getting his game back in order – at what point, or do you believe there is a point on the horizon where that player in Loren Brossois becomes an option for Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights? When you become to the point where you don't want to play one of the two guys here. that, that yeah. That's when it, it comes. And that's brutally honest. But if you get yep. to a point where you can't play or don't feel comfortable playing one of the two goaltenders 
up, then that becomes an option. The caveat, though, if you don't feel comfortable playing one of the two that are up, the Ryan Brassois better be playing great with the Henderson Silver Knights, and he's been on a roll. Right. Uh, they lost last night, but he's been he's been really consistent. I didn't see any of the highlights uh, from that game. We were flying back, but uh, sometimes you can give up a few goals, and it has nothing to do with you. Uh, so sure. uh, I don't want to judge it based on shots and and, and saves. That that's when it happens. It's it's not yet, and give it some time for Sean to get into the the workload of uh, spending some time with these guys uh, before I make that decision. Again, sir, Saturday against Nashville, your survival mm-hmm. in, in in goal. Uh, you you want to have your game dialed in, sure, but. Technique is going to slip when you're playing this much hockey and you become just reactionary doing whatever you can to, to keep the puck out. Your, your technique will, will wobble and get scruffy. Uh, against Nashville, uh, you got uh, Los Angeles coming into town, Pittsburgh coming. Like, that's when it's good. it should start to change after January 2nd uh, and they get a little bit of time uh, to work on things. Uh, if, it's, if it doesn't change... And it doesn't return to what we saw before. They'll start looking at some things, and option mm-hmm. A is Brassois. but yeah. option A has to be completed with some strong play uh, by Laurent. And uh, and if and if he's doing that, if he's lighting up with Henderson, and there's no uh, uh, re, uh, regrouping with the, the goaltenders under, under Sean with his tutelage. Like if, if, if that doesn't turn around, then, then you got to look at it. But until you become uncomfortable playing one of the two, you're, you're not in that situation and, and they're not in that situation yet. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that again, as we've talked about Loren Brassois from time to time during the course of the season is you've got an insurance policy that needs reps, and we've seen the reps start to pay off for Brossois, but you need more um, if you're going to go against what you've you've seen so far in Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. And for Logan, it's it's about busting through a wall or a plateau or whatever it may be to rediscover what he had the first 10 to 12 games of the season. They're They're all virtually the same. And I'll go back to training camp when we were talking about the battle for position. Uh, Brassau yeah. missed training camp, and uh, and Aiden Hill uh, was a step behind Logan Thompson because of what Logan Thompson had done last year. But none of the three have ever been a starter in the National Hockey League before this year. So, if you're if you're going to option A in Henderson, you're also reaching out to an option that has never done what you're going to ask him to do. In the National Hockey League, good backup was 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 great in Winnipeg uh, after starting off his career in Edmonton, and and uh, when he was healthy last year was really reliable, but he's never done what you're asking him to do. So um, look at it as a, a collective if you want. And just one more before we end on the subject and uh, take a break for one timers, you have to consider the salary cap impact on this as well. Bersois makes a couple million dollars. Uh, you also have to factor in waivers. If you bring somebody up, 
you have to send somebody down because of the salary cap. If you send somebody down, well, Hill is is exposed to waivers. He can be picked up. Mm-hmm. Logan Thompson is not exposed to waivers. Uh, so there's a couple of ancillary things to keep in mind when you start going down the path of they got to make a move and uh, bring up Brassois. There's a lot more. And I'm not surprised uh, that, that that call came through last night uh, yeah. when, when yeah. a goalie is pulled uh, and, and you end up losing the game. That, that doesn't surprise me at all. It happens in every National Hockey League market where uh, you're looking at, uh, at, at what uh, could have been different and what needs to be different. So uh, it's, it's totally logical, but uh, we're not there yet. I'm not saying they'll never get there. Uh, I hope they don't. Uh, but uh, but I would like to see Brassois back in the National Hockey League. Uh, but I do think that once Sean gets a chance to uh, do his thing uh, with these guys in a reset, uh, they're going to be dialed uh, back in. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, we got uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up, as well as catching up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Before we get into it, 702-876-1340. That is the phone number. If you dial it right now and you are caller number 7, I will give you two tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights against the LA Kings next Saturday. All right? So it's a week away. I can't believe how people just sit there. Good on you. I love you all. It's amazing. So caller number seven. Uh, We'll give you two tickets to see the Golden Knights and the LA Kings uh, battle. First time that they'll meet at the Fortress this year. Chris Chapman is answering the phone. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I believe he's got the winner uh, on the telephone right now. Uh, World Junior Hockey Championship. Uh, We got uh, some puck to talk about. Uh, Zach Dean has scored for Team Canada, the Vegas Golden Knight draft pick. Uh, He has his first at the tournament. Good on him. Uh, Canada is blasting Austria today. Uh, Carl Limbaum, uh, the mm-hmm. goaltender for Sweden, who had back-to-back shutouts to start, 11-0 and 1-0, uh, also picked up a third victory today in overtime against Czechia. Limbaum is mm-hmm. now 3-0, and Sweden is having a tournament. They'll finish up uh, their round robin uh, with a big game New Year's Eve day against Canada. But uh, Manis Shapovalov uh, was uh, on the ice for Czechia. He is... Leading the tournament, Vegas Golden Knight draft pick. Uh, he's leading the tournament with five assists. That's great. Oh, and nice. uh, Brabinik is also having a good tournament for Czechia. So all the way around, solid performance by the VGK content at the World Junior Hockey Championship. The United States beat Switzerland 5-1 today. They have yet to hit their stride. Big upset lost mm-hmm. yesterday. But uh, but this uh, this is a situation where they're two zero and one other uh, because they they uh, lost in the uh, extra. I, I don't know whether that's going to be a situation where they just find it as they go along. That used to be Canada's thing. We'll just build as we go along. And they go, all right, keep trying. It seemed to work, but keep trying that. That's not the way I'd. I'd rather be playing great from the very start. Uh, but uh, the Americans certainly haven't wowed me for all the talk coming in. Now, 
Canada uh, yeah. also suffered a loss in this tournament to kick it off to Czechia. Mm-hmm. But uh, they have exploded. Now, now, not against top-notch competition, but they've got some confidence going right now. And uh, they're not just beating teams. Like, I expect the Americans to score more goals against Switzerland uh, with a chip on their shoulder. That didn't happen. Canada's doing that today. Uh, the Swedish performance and the Czechia performances have been the story of the tournament, along with that Slovakia victory against Team USA. Uh, Sweden's undefeated, and Czechia is uh, is playing great uh, right now. Uh, they they have a golden uh, going on uh, for uh, the uh, team from Sweden and the team from uh, the Czech Republic, uh, known as Czechia. It's um, uh, the the U.S. strategy is very simple, Darren, to lure Canada into a false sense of security, and then beat them in a medal game, thus insert, ensuring that you'll have to do something embarrassing when you and I eventually have a friendly wager on the, you know, the game. It's so it's it's welcome. strange because normally they would be on because one the Americans uh, uh, lost that game to Slovakia uh, they'd be on a collision course because they would be lower in their pool but Canada lost to Czechia so they're going to be lower in the pool so they not mm-hmm. may not meet until the uh, potential final anyway because they both had yeah. stumbles so far in this tournament hey you're a big fan of the the gritty you, you know what I'm talking about the the dance oh yeah the gritty yeah uh, big sure NFL yeah. players have been doing it well, uh, it's, yep. it's arrived in the National Hockey League, and it did so in really spectacular fashion last night as Jake Wallman of the Detroit Red Wings uh, mm-hmm. did the gritty after scoring to yep. complete the Detroit Red Wings 5-4 comeback against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Wallman went down the ice doing it, then stopped like it was no big deal and uh, took his accolades. It was awesome, and I loved every minute of it. And, and I was more surprised that Detroit honestly came back and and rallied uh, with coming back where they were down four uh, nothing in that game and and won yeah. uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But capping it off with a gritty that that's good. Can you do, can you do that dance? Oh, for sure. Do I'll it? do it. I'll do it right now. Do 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 do. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. You didn't. Did he? Did he do it? He's actually dancing. Yeah. 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 Oh wow! And That's it was fantastic. it was one of the worst things I think I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's it not, was. It, it had to have been awful, right? <laughs> no, Kevin? it's it's like oh, it on and I give him credit for doing it, though. It's 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 not a. How's uh, your hip? Good. I got uh, my. He's doing uh, it again. My, my, <laughs> <laughs> I got my. Uh, uh, sh- shout out to Doc Barnes. I I got my PRP uh, injections. Uh, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, uh, and my hip feels uh, he feel, hip feels really good. You I, should I do like that it. the next time. Be real pops up. It's a it's a still shot. Oh, it's not like yeah. oh. Sorry. Oh, I, I apologize. Good. But, but I think wait, it's wait, cool. Wait. You're, you're trying to monetize Instagram, so yeah, so maybe. there's your uh, there's maybe your meal ticket. Yeah. No, no, hey, hey. No, would yeah, you like good. would you like to Darren see me Millard do the dances? Gr- no, no. Send me a cameo request to do it for thirty dollars. Yeah. Someone listening right now, find Darren Millard on cameo. <laughs> Why don't you cheap skates do it? 
Uh, you just make it. I don't. I don't care enough. Like I'm not gonna give you I, money to I do something embarrassing. So. I just got to do that for free. I just got to do that for free. You I just got to it. say, hey, Darren, can you do it? Doesn't matter. I don't care. It does, I, like I don't need to see it. I I have in my mind how ridiculous it would have looked for you to do that dance. Move. <laughs> I was pretty good. That's uh, why I asked you how your hip is doing. <laughs> Bunch of cheapskates. The Winter Classics coming up this weekend. Uh, and we are looking uh-huh. forward to that yep. Monday game. And Bobby Orr is going to kick things off at Fenway, the Hall of Famer. By the way, mm-hmm. still looks like he can play. Bobby Orr is going to throw out the first puck to kick off <laughs> okay. the NHL Winter Classic. You know, I think if there's one guy yeah. I can go back in time and watch play in his prime, it would be Bobby Orr. Like the highlights are, are absolutely when I watch highlights of that guy, I'm I'm blown away at just how skilled he was. And obviously but, one of the most iconic pictures in NHL history. Up my wall. Really? That's, yeah. It's such an I, I mean I don't have every time I see it I get I get goosebumps. It's one of my, it's one of my great pieces of memorabilia. I've got a signed Team Canada sweater from nineteen seventy six. Uh, by Bobby Orr, and then I have a picture of Bobby and I. We were judging a some kind of talent contest <laughs> at a Memorial Cup in Halifax. Hopefully not. I can't remember what dancing. it was. It was a talent contest, though, and we were judges. So I've got this picture of Bobby who grabbed me, big smiles, and then he signed that uh, famous picture flying through the air. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, huh. it, uh, it's really... I, I, I'd let you guys come over and see it, but I don't trust you not to steal it. I probably would. Probably the jersey. The jerseys. Nah, really. it's, nah. that, it's the uh, the you know the seventy two jerseys. They still had those with a half maple leaf. Oh yeah, that yeah. Oh, that's cool. really good. What, but anyway, Bobby's that, Bobby's gonna uh, throw a throw out the first puck though. Yep. Because it's at yep. at Fenway. If there's a diamond shaped auxiliary yeah, rink at, at Fenway, hmm. uh, and uh, it's gonna be played along the Green Monster, and uh, they're going to go along uh, that uh, that route. Also be taking part will be Jason Veritek and Tim Wakefield and Zdeno Chara, along with my good buddy Johnny Music. Uh, so there's a lot going nice. on there. Uh, but uh, isn't that uh, that cool? Now, now Steve Mayer, the director of uh, uh, content, uh, his, his title's a lot fancier than that, but that's that's what I call him, uh, director of content. He comes up with all the cool ideas at the at the All Star Game. Uh, he he came yeah. up with uh, with this thing regarding uh, Bobby Orr, and I I don't put anything past past Steve Mayer when it when it comes to different ideas. Sure. Like there's there's an idea. Do you remember the uh, the shooting at the Bellagio Fountains uh, last year at the All Star Game, where they, yeah. they yeah. gathered on the street? yeah yeah yes. So there's talk. Yep. Of them shooting in because the All Star Game this year is in Florida, in Miami. There's uh-huh. talk of yep. a shooting competition this year, shooting the pucks to two alligators. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Like a an accuracy shot competition or passing competition, shooting to an alligator. Two alligators. Now wow. the pucks will be frozen patties. Oh, Not actual pucks, like hamburger. Okay. So it's good. Uh, it's they can good. eat it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But but that will be the the shtick is you're shooting it to an alligator, basically an alligator alley. 
I don't know whether they're going to go down that path, but that was something that was mm-hmm. bandied about. I like it. The goofier, the better. It's a really interesting thought. I don't know that you're going to get like hockey players to shoot something that isn't a puck. Like if Why players can tell and feel the difference, because they 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 would want to have an accuracy competition actually utilize the tools that they use to display their accuracy. You're way too serious. Like, you know that? Yeah, I don't think these guys take it that yeah. seriously. Well, I'm, try- I'm trying to determine... No, 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 no. I'm trying to determine whether or not you're being serious in this moment. Uh, 100%. 100%. And you honest. had me You had me with the alligators until you were like, yeah, they're going to be shooting like fr- frozen burgers. No, because you can't shoot a puck to the... I think the... Yeah, no, I'm aware the you can't the shoot a puck system. at an alligator, but I'm saying... If if players are are noticing differences in the puck tracking pucks versus non puck tracking pucks, which was a thing, I don't think players are going to at a skills competition be like, yeah, no, I'm going to totally try to shoot this thing that's completely different than a hockey puck. I think you're putting to display my accuracy way too much into it, like thought into it. Again, I think I'm thinking logically. You guys, I I've discovered I don't think about things enough. No. I'm way, way too whimsical with the, with this kind of stuff. We have Chief Content Officer Steve. Well, he, t- he, t- he told me about it. Uh, he's uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he would not steer me wrong about this. Now I don't know whether it's going to happen, and he realizes mm-hmm. you, they've got to be on one side of the fence <laughs> from the alligators, and you can't shoot a puck in there because you don't want to endanger the alligator, even though they eat anything anyway. Uh, but uh, it's probably not good if you're filling up an alligator with vulcanized rubber. Uh, that 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 uh, would not go over well with the animal activists, uh, certainly. But firing a couple patties at him, yeah, let him go. I'm all about that. <laughs> Me too. I, although a slap I, shot, I, a I, shot I, I don't. Get. I still cannot tell. I cannot tell if you're being serious about this. I like, wish. I legitimately can't. You know what? I wish. There was a way for me to get this across to you that I am being serious. Yeah, was, huh? it, was it Mark Stone was in the the Bellagio? The Bellagio. Yeah, I bet you if we talked to Mark Stone, I bet you he'd be on board with the with the frozen patties with the Gators. I'll ask him for. I, yeah, I, my hope is Chandler Stevenson gets to go and do this. Yes, well, I want him in the speed. Oh, would that would that be so good? Oh, I'd be great. We're starting that campaign. I know. Yeah, I know. That's that's. That should happen. There's no reason why Chandler Stevenson should not end up at the All-Star Game this year. And unlike William Carlson's hat trick, I will not take credit for Chandler Stevenson making the All-Star Game. You are just bizarre some days. Those are your one-timers for this Thursday, December. Uh, we have. Can I do this again? Yeah. One more time. All right. Yeah. Go just for because it. I'm do feeling it. it. I'm feeling it. I loved how the the lights. Just flashed instantly when I gave out the number 702-876-1340. Look at that. Instantly. Yeah. Call know what we're doing. Caller call number him. four. Two tickets. Next weekend's game against the LA Kings. One more pair coming your way. Caller number four on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Catching up with Chapman on the other side.